It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Republicans in the minority have put some good ideas on the table. The Democrats have put money on the table, just in contrast, what I was talking about earlier. But what can actually get done? See, that's the thing. You need ideas, don't get me wrong. You need to have a plan in case there's actually a turnover in the House. I don't count the, I don't count the votes until they actually are cast, as, uh, as I like to say sometimes. Representative Burgess Owens from Utah's 4th District joins me now. The Ukraine-Russia crisis and protecting female sports. Representative Owens, a.k.a. Hey, Burgess, how are you? <laughs> Dave, how you doing, buddy? Looking forward to chatting with you once again, my friend, for sure. All right, so let, let's take on this Ukraine-Russia situation first. Uh, from the House perspective, and from uh, in any way an action that could be taken, look, the Republicans are in the minority, and no matter what the ideas are, I see many of your fellow congressmen, and I see the senators on television, there's really not much that can be done from the Republican idea bank at this time. Am I incorrect there? Well, I think the, the key right now is we have American people listening and now's our time to get out this basic common sense stuff that, that, uh, uh, that we get and particularly we see the, the inflation, we see the gas, that last gas prices going up. Something as simple as being energy independent. They something that, you know, most of us think is the right way to go to be self-sufficient, uh, that we have to make sure we put the voice out there, the our voices out there. And when you have a, a president who's willing to go to uh, Venezuela, uh, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, to get the same oil that we can get beneath our feet. As a matter of fact, our oil is, is cleaner, be cheaper, it puts us in position and not only help ourselves in terms of self-sufficiency and independence, but also help our friends. So we, we're in a position to do a, a lot of, a lot of good things. Uh, I, I have a feeling that uh, as we get through this November, we're going to have a lot more bipartisanship. That's why the American people need to really pay attention and make sure we get not only a not only majority, but get a mandate. We get the mandate. We have more more of the Democrats working with Republicans to do something that makes sense. Because at that point, they realize the American people waking up. So uh, that's that's one of the things we're doing now. Of course, is this is, is harping on that particular message. But, I mean, I, I hear the bipartisanship uh, comment you just made, and I think, why would there be bipartisanship from the Democrats when in the past, it, you know, the bipartisanship from them is do it my way or we just block and object to it? What, what change are we to expect from Democrats uh, given their recent actions in, in control of the Congress? That's a good question. And when I say bipartisanship, I'm, I'm glad you allow me to clarify that. I'm not talking about old school bipartisanship. What's, what's going to happen as, as the Democrats lose power, uh, those who are still left, those who court that are moderates, that want to stay around, they're going to have to start coming back to common sense middle ground versus, versus trying to force us to come to the far left. I think what's going to happen out of this November uh, election is the left is going to lose in such a way that that it's going to be very, very difficult for them to continue to keep their progressive process moving forward. We're going to now, the, the pendulum is changing. We're going back to good old American common sense where those who believe in American uh, uh, God, country, families, respect for women, authority, those things are coming back because of how, how disastrous the last couple of years have been. And I think in that regard, 
that bipartisanship will be more Democrats coming in our direction versus we going in their direction than the, than the present the present form that they are in right now. So in a sense, it's really political survival. It is, you know, the, if your leadership leads you and controls the money, the funding, the party seats, even in the minority, then it's survivalism, really, not necessarily a change in view. And we've seen that before. Yeah, we have. Uh, I think, though, this is the difference in, in where we are today, Dave, and I said, um, we've never had the, uh, the, the last two years has been a, a wake up call for Americans. Uh, we have seen what it looks like to all of a sudden can't open up a business, can't go to church, uh, put our kids in school in the, in the right way. Out of that, this, 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 this uh, process of stealing or losing our freedom, we're, we're going to be a quite a different country coming back as of as, as, as this year. I, I kind of look at it the way I did when I, when, I, when I was playing the NFL with the Raiders. Uh, we had a team that was not the fastest, the youngest, but we believed that any time you're on the field to do your very, very best. And I think today across the country, more Americans being engaged than I've ever seen before. People have been in the past have been too busy, you know, building their business, building their families, taking vacation. That freedom bubble that we've been so used to has, has been has been kind of getting smaller and smaller. And as it does, more people are saying, "I'm going to, I need to to be involved. I need to be engaged." And that engagement is quite different than any other that I've ever seen before because we know what we're fighting for. We're fighting for our kids. We're fighting for our freedom, our culture. Uh, we're fighting against the, the, the divisiveness of BLM and all that stuff that we've seen the last two years. So I think coming out of this, you're right, the, the, the Democrats will be in survival mode. I think our country as a whole will be in a process where we're coming back to what we know is real, our old-style way of loving our country and realizing that the dangers we've had around us that we just were not aware of until, until the last two years happened to us. Here's another example of why I'm skeptical uh, of things changing to a degree in November, should the Republicans take the majority. Right now, for a variety of political reasons and, you know, propping up the institutional reasons, and this also happens to apply in some cases to Republicans, it, the 2022 legislative branch funding bill appropriated a total of $5.925 billion. That's an increase of $625 million, an 11.8% increase over 2021. In that, staffers uh, are being, staffing salaries are going up, uh, more funding uh, for Capitol Police, which is already an overfunded department comparative to any other law enforcement agency by those very same people who want to defund and refund the police, by the way, the Democrats yeah. who are in charge. And when I look at the things that are in this, and I went through this earlier in the show for the audience, I mean, the members' representational allowance is a way for staffers, the system, the institution to be funded. And guess who gets the credit for that? The Democrats. Republicans can't do anything about it. You're not in the majority. But that funds the, the, the system. While Americans pay the tab, we didn't get a 21% increase. COLAs are 3 yep. to 4% for those on fixed incomes, uh, receiving various forms you know, of uh, Social Security and otherwise, military veterans. And I'm supposed to believe that come the change, this is going to change? I mean, I don't expect Republicans to say this was irresponsible and we're going to roll it back. 
Uh, I, I tell you, let, let me just say what the, the miracle that I saw in 2020 that I think uh, kind of goes up against the old traditional way that Republicans have done things. The American people, we, we end up losing the House, the Senate, and the, and the presidency. But what happened is, is, I call it a miracle, we flipped 15 seats. We did not lose one incumbent. We have, we have the shades of, of President Trump, a, a, a new group of people that came in that are not afraid to speak up who we are. We're very diverse, whether it be from South Korea or, or Ukraine or black and uh, women or minority. It doesn't, we are, it's, it's a different type of Republican Party that, that was represented this last, this last go-round. I think the American people are going to continue to add on top of that. I think we're not going to be going back to the days in which we sit around and, and just, just have these nice little parties and just agree not, 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 to, not to make any waves. We, we see because of what, what we saw in the president who stood for America, made America first, and got the results we needed, what it looks like to win. So I would say this. The American people that are waking up now, that are coming off the sideline, coming out of the stands, we're not there to just keep things going the way it was. We're there to make a change. We're there. We're saying we're going to take our time that we don't have in the past to invest to make sure our kids have a better future. So I'm more optimistic, Dave, to be honest with you, today than I ever have been, because it's not going to, it's not going to be about those of us in this kind of Congress. It's American people are waking up that's going to demand certain results. As a matter of fact, I'm down in Florida right now. Our, our conference is putting together a message, a contract for America, that we'll know exactly what we stand for and what to hold us accountable for. So we're, we're going to yeah, I, I, I hear that, Burgess, and I, I want to get to the women in sports thing, so I'm watching my time carefully here because I don't want to run okay. up against the clock. But when Rick Scott, for example, put out his plan, he's allowed to put out his plan, it was the leadership, McConnell, who had to respond against that. When Trump was in office, a lot of the fight against Trump was from Republican leadership that didn't want to go along with actions. They didn't want to take on the fight. And and that is, in reality, what happened. So, understandable. I, I hear what you're saying, and maybe the elected members, the new ones going in, fall into what you're saying. I know some of them do, or at least I believe some of them will stay there. But the leadership remains the same, and the Republican Party, who are the people out here, registered Republicans, are, are asking the question, same leadership, new game, same leadership. All right, look, I want to transition here to protecting female sports. Now, you've co-sponsored uh, the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act, uh, which is out yep. there. And I, I got to tell you, my friend, it, I understand this, and I want you to explain your position, which you have laid out on this show and others, and we don't disagree on it. But for me, the women in women's sports need to stand up for themselves against a man with a rudder so out-swimming girls in national championships in Leah Thomas versus Congress getting involved when there are associations and organizations. What's your view? That's my view. What's yours? My view very simple is this. Uh, when it comes to those who are uh, uh, those who are connected to federal funding, no woman should be forced to, 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 uh, to compete against men. Women have a space. They, we, we have Title IX in place for a reason, to give them the opportunity to, to, to thrive, to compete. When you start taking men and put them into that equation, everything changes. And we need to be realistic and honest about this. There's men and there's women, period. And if there's places where we can compete, which is in the mental areas, of course, and, 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 and intellect and all that kind of thing, 
But when it comes down to physical competition, where a guy can come in and say, I'm a woman today, and maybe I'll be a, a man again in another two or three weeks, another two or three years, because it's fluid. There's nothing fluid about genders. We need to respect the idea of womanhood at the end of the day. I, I think I, I take it back to this, David. I think the minute we start allowing a disrespect for women, period, we've lost our culture. We've lost our society. But, but that's, that's, that's already that, underway. That, 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 how does... Oh, uh, Burgess, how does Congress yeah. fix that? Well, we, 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 we fix it by, by basically saying this. Uh, if you, just like we've done in, in, in other areas of, of, uh, of, of you know, blacks, uh, uh, this, this, uh, what's the one we're looking for? We cannot discriminate. You cannot, and if you receive the federal funds, and based on my bill, force women to compete against men in sports that 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 to me is just common sense um if, if schools want to do that if colleges they would they go for it but just don't do it on our on the taxpayer dime all um, right so that that's that distinction i understand it makes sense all right i get that under the title nine provisions but but again you know this is part of the problem with these bills that were designed as title nine was to provide equality when by the numbers women's sports were increasing while title nine was passed we can have a debate someday you and i will sit down at a table and talk about whether title nine was really as effective as as we sometimes think it is uh but you know the the private organizations, Burgess, the NCAA, all of the other ones—they're making these rules. They're adjusting these rules. And my position: if women want to get their rights back, then get back in the fight. If you're a young girl swimming against a guy in a pool, then you've got to stand up for your own sport. And and I I agree with that. And we have to understand though. At the same time, we're in this counterculture where. Even the biggest of organizations, the biggest uh, successful people, can be canceled and deleted and, and destroyed. So I, you have, I, I can understand how women and girls can feel intimidated. Uh, what we're doing right now, the, the more of us to stand up against this and talk about how crazy it is, the better it is for, for women to, to do and girls to, to stand up, for, for, to know that they have a partnership, that they're not by themselves. This, to me, is so, so common sense. It, I, I, there's a part of me that says, how can a guy beat a woman in, in a sports like this and feel good about himself. But that's, that's a whole different... I, I don't, you know what, back to I his mean, feelings, I, I don't care about his feelings when it comes to Leah Thomas. <laughs> I don't care how he wants to self-identify or whatever. But those girls on that starting block, to, to ready to dive into that pool and swim that race, all right, they cannot leave that block and he can swim it by himself. People have to start standing up for themselves. The fight is there, and they can make a much bigger impact than a congressional debate, in my opinion. My friend, we're out of time. Good to talk to you again. I know you always stand up for the right things, but we got we to gotta, we gotta fight together. That's all I can say. Yeah. All right? Let's do that, and let's support any way we can. These ladies and women have to have the right to live the dreams and feel in a big way, like everybody else does. So thanks so much, Dave. Appreciate it, my friend. Please do. All right. Thank you. Representative Burgess Owens from Utah's 4th District. Girls, stay on the starting block. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.